This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. What's up, sisters and friends? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited because today we have real life sisters and friends and my mom on. They've obviously been on Well That's Good a few times and given so much good advice, but today I think you're going to get a little bit more perspective on our relationship. We're going to talk about fun stories. Y'all, I keep putting myself in these really awkward positions, bringing on people who know me way too well to this podcast. So it's going to be so fun. Welcome to the show, Bella and K-Swag. Hey, hey, hey. This is our first time together. together. What yeah. a trio, y'all. Well, no, we did it all for the COVID. Oh, we did. We all did yeah, together. We did. Yeah. We yeah. blocked that this out of our, our memory. I know. <laughs> blocked. 2020's blocked from oh our memory. Gosh. Yeah. Well, we were just kind of laughing because Bella's sitting here and she has a new puppy. You want yep. to tell about your little puppy pup? <laughs> yes, we got a new puppy yesterday, and she is so sweet and so cuddly, but she has been quite the hassle. If Bella the just goes day. to sleep, if Bella just goes well, to Jake sleep, well, Jake has been calling her Coco the hassle because it's like we got her and like right when we got her, we brought her home and she just throws up everywhere, all over the rug, and it was just like, <laughs> that's such a new dog. She was up Puppies. all night, and Jacob was like, yeah. Did we pick the sick dog? I was like, no. Did we pick the sick dog? Bella gets in here and she's all tired. She's exhausted. And I'm like, Bella, I have not slept in months, (laughs) almost a year. And I was like, wake up, girl. But hey, no judgment. I've stretched my no sleeping muscles. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. Let's never forget when Bella got the dog at Christmas. And we we literally said Bella pooted on Christmas. <laughs> it was rough here. So, it was a rough Christmas, but it was not my fault though, because no, someone decided that they just could not wait, and they had to give it to me two days before Christmas. Okay, so you I had wanted a, it. No, we I didn't know back. I was getting it. No, we have to I start. I didn't back. know I was getting it. Okay, but Sadie. you said wait. But you decided to give it to me two days early, and well, so I true. was on two days of exhaustion by Christmas of yeah. not sleeping. Okay, so backstory: Sadie was moving, and we all felt bad for Bella because Bella had slept with Sadie since she was like born, her whole birth. Life. Like yeah. they slept together in the Even same room. Even when we had different rooms, we still shared. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. when we built a new house, we built them different rooms, but. Bella's was basically just like a closet because she never slept there. She always slept with Sadie, and then Sadie moved, was moving away. Yeah. So we were like, "Oh, let's get Bella a puppy because you know she'll have something to sleep with, and I'll be I so sweet." I thought you wanted the dog. I did want the dog. Okay, no, you did she want did. The dog. No, I just I you didn't. Just weren't prepared. I was not prepared, and it was like <laughs> I got it two days before Christmas, so right. I had two days of just. Not sleeping. Sleep. By yeah. the time it got to Christmas, I was just worn out and ready for Christmas to be over. Yeah, she was over I was Christmas. Done with Christmas. She was like the My Grinch. My Christmas was two days ago. <laughs> she was, was the Grinch. What year well, was that? Do y'all remember? Twenty sixteen. 
because that's when I graduated. It was like right. School. So yeah. it was either 2015 going into 2016 or 2016 going into 2017. Around the same. I think it was 2016 going into 2017 because I think I moved 2017 January of 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I remember the reason I said it is because we were going to make shirts that say Bella Putin on Christmas 2016. <laughs> like I think it was coffee mugs, actually. Oh, coffee mugs. <laughs> she and was it was so... that picture of me that was like... <laughs> Yeah, there's like a Sitting picture on the couch, of her from like, Christmas, and she looks so miserable. Every picture of me that Christmas <laughs> miserable. It was not just one. And uh, you, like, a couple people on Instagram, because I was like, oh, I'm going to interview Mama Bella today. What do you want to ask? And um, somebody was like, when does Bella want to have kids? And I think we should just go ahead and say, like, you definitely need a dog to prep. No, it's not the same. I'm not going to say that's the same, because, like... No, because like a baby, I don't know, you have, you do, your body kind of prepares you for nine months, but, or even if you adopt and you have a baby, I don't know, there's something about a baby, you just look into the baby's eyes and you're okay with waking up in the night. It's your baby. If puppy, it's like sweet, but it's also just like the annoying make overpower. I think it's true, but I also think Cabo did prepare me for some stuff. Really? Oh, yeah, totally. Even just the responsibility of taking care of something. True. Yes, it's not the same as a baby because you can leave the dog at the house for a few hours and the dog is fine. Like, you can never do that with your baby. But still, just, like, taking care of something, being responsible. But also, like, the sleeping thing, I think it's, like, yes, you love your baby so much and you're okay with getting up through the night, but just dealing with actually just being tired. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bother me that I had to get up with Honey. Mm -hmm. I love Honey. She's so sweet. I like to cuddle her. But I'm, like... Holy cow, I have not slept in a long time. I think Cabo prepared me for all the dogs um, <laughs> when I had to keep Cabo that one time. And yeah. Shady was like, oh, like, she normally never does this, but if she does bark, it just means she has to go potty. I was like, oh, okay. And I said, if she does do that, that means yeah. you have to get up with her and take her potty because, like, she doesn't normally do that, which I don't yeah. even know why I even told you that. I'm glad I did that. And I was, well... It didn't really work because I was sleeping and I heard her barking and I was like, gosh, she's so annoying. She just kept sleeping, kept sleeping. I woke up in the morning with diarrhea all over my room, <laughs> everywhere. And I said, that was your own yeah. fault because I told you, if yeah. she does bark, that means she's got to go. But yeah. Well, y'all know my role. I will keep your babies anytime, any day. They can spend the night. I will babysit. I'll, anything but your dogs you will never keep I i've never I'm even thought about it never even you. think to ask i would never think to ask you. i love like our dog but i don't like just love dogs in general like <laughs> other people's dogs even even mom my grand dogs mom That's barely true. can you really don't dog sits fast when dad goes out yeah, I, I, i'm good with spaz i can take yeah. care of her mom told me the other day she was throwing and spaz the ball in the house oh my gosh see this is where i get this from because like christian always thinks i don't love cabo as much as him and i'm like no i do love cabo so much it's just i grew up in a household that treated dogs like dogs you grew up in a household that treated dogs like Like family like human human which our dogs were family but like they were a dog in our family not like like a human like you do all this extra stuff for them and so i have learned i have adapted i'm still not all the way there. I still mm-hmm. treat Cabo. Cabo was starting to be more human, and then when I had honey, she went straight back to dog. <laughs> it was like, you almost got human status, and now you're very much a dog again. <laughs> yeah. It's just true. Okay, so a lot of people want to know about first year of marriage. 
obviously we've all experienced a first year of marriage. Some was a little bit longer ago. Some was pretty, actually you, you're in, in your first yeah. year of marriage. So we have a current fresh first year of marriage. I'm um, two and a half years in. So I've just had my first year of That's marriage. That's crazy. That's only, only two, two and a half. years? Yes. Doesn't it wow. seem like me and Christian have been married forever? Y'all lived for like, life. Four years or I was talking years. to yeah. someone the other day, and they were like, Louie, who did our wedding, he was like, yeah. y'all been married for 10 years. No way. <sighs> no way two years. I'm like, yeah, two I and actually and thought you were going to say like four. I thought she was going to say like Isn't three and a half coming up on We're four. seasoned. Yeah. Um, well, we have gone through a lot of life together. I think having a baby definitely makes mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. like more grounded in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and we traveled a lot and done yeah. things together, started stuff building a house, like doing mm-hmm. more adult things now. So that's true. And then your first year of marriage was 20... Wait, I'm 30 No, I'm 30. Or... 30. Oh, y'all been married for 30, yes, 30 years. It was just 30. So it was 29 years right. ago. Yeah. Wow. I still remember, though. You still, I'm she, sure you do. All right, so Mom, it. why don't you go ahead and start? Because you gave us a lot of advice going yeah. into our first year because you and Dad's first year was, um, it was the yeah. year it to was, remember. It, it for the books. Words hold so much power, and we've all heard the message that we need to be so careful not to allow lies and negative content into our mind, but it's even more important to put truth in, and we would never be able to combat those lies if we didn't have truth. With all the different social media platforms, we are inundated with so much information every day, but are we making it a point to put God's word in us daily? Just imagine if you could have God's word memorized. Well, now with Dwell Differently, you can. For those of you who struggle memorizing, this is a great way to learn. Dwell is a monthly membership of scripture designed to help you and your family memorize one Bible verse every month. One verse a month is so doable, but it's so cool when after a while you feel equipped with a whole arsenal of verses stored in your heart and your mind. Members of Dwell will also receive a kit in the mailbox with temporary tattoos, a keychain, and a print. The tattoos are so cool because it's just such a neat conversation starter when you wear one. I've actually got mine on today. I am loving it. We got Deuteronomy 11:18, and it helps you memorize it by having the first letter of each word in the verse on your arm. For me, being readily equipped with the word is huge in combating fears and anxiety. That was the thing that got me through all of that, just knowing the word of God. When I'm laying in my bed at night and Christian is already asleep or even getting ready to walk onto a stage and I need to pray verses out loud because his word is active and alive and it combats that fear. Which, well, I feel even more empowered to speak the truth into my friends' lives, into my own life because I know the word. I love when I receive a word that speaks right to my heart in that moment. But what's even cooler is when I make the time to memorize a verse that God allows me to use and as advice to a friend who's struggling. At Dwell, their mission is to help you fix your eyes on God's word and help you write them in your heart. My favorite part of Dwell is that they have members from ages two and up memorizing scripture, which is so amazing. Like, honey's not very far from that age. So cool. Guys, this is so powerful, and I hope you check it out at dwelldifferently.com. You'll be amazed at how God can use just one Bible verse to change everything. Thing. You can use the code Sadie for $5 off your first month. That's dwelldifferently.com and use the code Sadie to get $5 off your first month and start learning the Word of God in an awesome way. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. 
Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. No, there was a lot of good and super fun memories from our first year. We went off to college together and we got our first apartment and our first little house. Tell everybody how old you were because this matters. I was 18. Yes. I was very young and Willie was 19. So he was very young too. So neither of us had a whole lot of maturity (laughs) under our belt at that point. And so I think that probably did play into it. Although like I'm so thankful that we got married young because we grew up together and we had all these experiences, all of our college memories are together and you know, we have, I think, young, yeah. you know, young, getting married young, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. But I will say, the maturity level probably could have been a little higher. <laughs> I can imagine mom just not being mature. I know, Aww, you're like such funky. a mature person. Now, and dad, on the other mom. hand, no, yeah, I seem to be able to picture that a lot easier. I, I'm given a little bit where I say we were both immature because yeah. really probably <laughs> there was a balance there. No. That's a, um, that's I know a, I was too. Hey, that's a lesson in marriage right there. Everything becomes a we. That's you right. Married, it was a we. we. We were both. That's, that's right. Good. Yes. No, so it was, yeah, there was a lot of fun, but it was really hard. Like we had a hard first year. We fought like cats and dogs. We were both, I think, I guess we both have strong personalities, obviously. Um, if you do Enneagram, Willie's an eight with a seven wing. I'm a seven with an eight wing. So like, Sheesh. yeah, we got we got some strong personalities going there. And oh, yeah, that dude. first year of marriage, it, it was tough. Like, like I said, it was fun. And I think that's kind of how our life is. Like we definitely live life with passion. Like, yeah. like things are fun. We go hard, we play hard, but also we fight hard too. And we do. Yeah. And the first year of marriage, there was a lot of that. And we came from two really different upbringings. I mean, I always like to say, because I think this is so true. It's like, we had the most important part in common, which was our faith. Mm-hmm. Like, but other than that, there's like nothing else that really looked the same within yeah. our families, like our faith and and hospitality. Both yeah. of our families were super hospitable, had people in their home a lot, yeah. very generous. But other than that, really, you know, there was a I, lot of how we yeah. were raised that was very different. So I remember telling people whenever I was younger, like my grandparents are so different. I was like, one side of my family, my grandparents don't eat meat. The other side kills for a living they're professional hunters and vegetarians you know yes which they're pescatarians you know and so they eat things that swim but not things that walk or fly is what two bubble always says they grew up they are you know live in a neighborhood and Mm -hmm. pebble field would call them yuppie because pebble field mama k live at the end of the you know river and they're like like, mow their grass yeah they mow their grass (laughs) like two bubble's thing is he doesn't eat anything that walks or flies and Pebble Phil's thing is, if it flies, it dies. Yeah, if it Those flies, it dies. Yes. Pebble Phil fishes, uh-huh. like professional fishermen. Like, yeah. he does, like, all uh-huh. this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's just totally opposite. And, like, your dad works, like, more of a desk job. And it's, like, workaholic mm-hmm. in that way. But not really. We joke that he's a workaholic. But he's clean shaved all this mm-hmm. stuff. And Pebble Phil, like, is out in the woods all day, every day. Two Mama, Two Baba probably have a trash bin where they throw their trash. Bill Phil burns all his trash. I mean, just like totally opposite. And Okay cooked like literally two to three meals every day. Like really good from scratch. My mom has like two to three meals that she knows how to cook. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Mama Kay's like whipping it up from scratch. Two Mama's like, who wants some mac and cheese and some sloppy joes? (laughs) Spaghetti. She's got that too. But actually, she's been doing HelloFresh. So she's very proud of her cooking skills. She's getting a lot better. She told me she was cooking something. And I said, well, invite us over. She said, yeah, y'all need to get on our HelloFresh. Yeah, she's all about it now. I remember asking to her, how do you make these sloppy joes? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Girl, it's just meat and some barbecue sauce. That's all it is. She puts butter on the bun. Everybody, yeah, that's the, the extra touch. The Everybody bun. loves her slummy J's. Yeah. yeah. So they're it's just very opposite. Very opposite. Yes. So. Um, I think that led to, you know, a tough first year of marriage, but we figured it out. So, yeah, we did. you know, tell me a little bit about like y'all's first year and just even moving back here. I guess that was not your first year, but whenever you lived in the nurses at camp and mm-hmm. like some of the arguments y'all are having, cause these crack me up. Like y'all were dirt poor. I mean, yeah. y'all were like arguing over who could get a mm-hmm. baseball card that week or a magazine. Like yes. talk about that time. Yeah, and some you know. of the meals that you prepared. Yeah, so the early days, you know, we were in college, and, like, I was, I went a little bit faster because Willie was, like, trying to work and, like, support us through college, and, but, um, yeah, we had, oh, we were on a very tight budget, like, we had all of our money, like, in envelopes, I don't know if that's even, a, that's not a thing anymore, obviously, because you don't use cash, but, you know, like, all of our money was in envelopes, and they, like, you know, it was food, and it was, you know, each of our budget items, yeah. and so, like, we would go to the grocery store, really, like, literally, this was one of our fights. Went to the grocery store. We had like, you know, $3 left out of our food money for the week. And like, I wanted to buy a People magazine and dad wanted to buy baseball cards because he collected baseball cards. And so like, it was, this is like a fight. Like who gets to buy the one little thing? And dad, you know, of course he's very persuasive and he's like, yeah, these baseball cards, like it's a collection. Like I'm saving, I'm saving money. I'm like, this is going to be a lot of money someday, you know? I'm it's like, crazy yeah, right. How much All you and dad are like me and Jacob. Like, I know. I was about to say that. Me and I was at the airport the other day. I was like, ooh, People Magazine. Jacob was like, what is the point? Of it? <laughs> like, what is the point of reading that? That like, why would you do that? Like, wouldn't you rather spend six dollars on a T-shirt that I can sell for twenty dollars? Like, <laughs> I guess you sell so clothes. much. I'm like, so yes, we always say that. I feel like that now reminded us. So like, they remind us. Because Bella and Jake got married when Bella was 18. You were 18, 18 and then Jacob, and then Jacob was, was 21. 21. Yeah. A little bit so, talk about y'all. Y'all are in it, though. Y'all are in the midst. Yeah, we're still in our first year of marriage, and it's so fun, and we love it. And, but I do see, like, it is a lot of just, like, learning how to like mesh each other's different personalities yeah. especially when you come from such different families mm-hmm. we both come from super different families too and even just like with money and stuff like the same thing about like we were got our new puppy and Jacob was like we don't need dog bowls we have bowls at home why would we need a dog bowl like, we already have bowls why would we need a dog bed with blankets I'm like we need a dog bed. Uh-huh. We have tons of blankets that can sleep on. It's just like merging those different like views, I guess, is so fun and different. But um, I don't know. It's so much fun. I think one thing I'm really proud of y'all and Jacob was talking about the other day is like y'all have put in the time. Like you really invested in mar- pre-marriage counseling, which yeah. mm-hmm. that was, yeah, y'all did that so yeah. well. And I know y'all like help them and advise them yeah. to go to your pre-marriage counselor and how much that helped you. And then, you know, you, you've actually put in the time to like yeah. seek help when you need it, mm-hmm. go listen and really spend time like talking through the hard things, yeah. you know? And just being able to be honest to like, when you're going through something, I think helps so much. Like we yeah. see, we used to, when we lived right by Sadie and Christian, we would see them every day. It was like, it's not like you can just be in an argument, walk in and be like, oh, hey, you know? Mm-hmm. So like we talked about everything and like if we were arguing, we would tell them and they would 
say what they thought about it, you know, and, like, I think that's so important, just yeah. being honest with where you're at and not, yeah. like, keeping it all behind closed doors, yes. you know? That is so true. So it's, good. like, so tempting to just want to keep it behind closed doors because you're embarrassed or you mm-hmm. don't want, you don't want to be wrong or you don't want people to think that they are, like, you know, you don't want people to see them wrong right. in the wrong uh-huh. light because you understand the context of the fight better or whatever. But we have found, like, every time we open up about it to the right people, yeah. Yeah. like, so much wisdom is brought in. Like, whether mm-hmm. it's y'all or two of our best friends. Like, we had, like, an argument. We were talking about this in the podcast I did with Lainey. But, like, we had an argument with Clayton and Lainey one time. And I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, so uncomfortable the whole time. I was, like, I can't believe this was happening. <laughs> but, like, at the end of it, I was, like, man, I'm so glad because we all got so much closer because... Yeah. And yeah, just being able to humble yourself and accept those arguments and just realize that those make you stronger and they help you realize Mm -hmm. like how each other needs to be loved for the next time. Yeah. Learn from them. Mm -hmm. Christian and I, we like had a great start because yeah, premarital counseling was awesome and it was so good. And you know, it's funny because I was like 22 and Christian was 21 which is still young, but to our family, that was older than everybody because y'all, like, got married at 18, and then John Luke got married at 19, and everyone just keeps getting married so young. And so I felt like I was so mature when we got married. (laughs) Um, And we had a great start. Everything was so fun. It was awesome. I moved to Auburn, lived with him there. And then when the pandemic hit and we moved back to Western Row is when we kind of started to see our differences. Because before it was like, I think we were just so blinded by love. It was like, mm-hmm. everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is cool when you're part of a team. And then the pandemic hit and we were like, whoa, like we just do things differently. Like I like to be super busy and he likes to just be more chill. And when we had all the time in the world and you got to create your whole schedule, I realized I'm like, piling it in I like started college and did all this stuff that was so crazy and then Christian's like whoa 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 like this is our time to chill and that's whenever like we started kind of having arguments but man like you said we've come to like such a great point place and we learned so much about ourselves in that time now we respect each other's differences rock with each other's differences and I think that that's one thing that I wanted to say to people who are in their first year of marriage and you're learning how to navigate being different than the person you live with and you're learning how to navigate even living with someone it's just respecting one another yeah. man if you respect each other mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. And, and you know you realize that it's up to you guys to create the home you live in so like mm-hmm. if you want a fun home y'all gotta be fun people yeah you know? if mm-hmm. you want to have fun go do a dance video go outside mm-hmm. throw the ball like do something yeah. fun or if you want to have a peaceful home then you got to create peace in the mm-hmm. home like turn yeah. on some worship music have good conversation invite people over like it's up to you guys to create that and respecting each other and hearing each other's differences and not making the other person have to be like you or the other person not making you be like them is such a huge thing because then you can both live in the fullness of y'all together as one and that's why like I love that verse like two are better than one for they can help each other when someone falls or they keep each other warm but a lot of times I think when people get married they're just like oh we're one and yes that's true you are one but you're still two people who make one and you Mm -hmm. being who you are individually is what makes one awesome couple Mm -hmm. you know yeah that takes a little bit when you said go ahead I was just gonna say I think too just like on top of that like just understanding like what the other person needs and like maybe like why they need that you know and like I think just talking through like look I'm not trying to be like like, how you said, like, you like to pile on the schedule. Like, Jacob loves to, like, go do stuff all the time. And, like, I like to just, like, maybe have more time at home and just, like, be with us sometimes. And 
I think just like talking about like, look, like I'm not trying to be like a recluse and stay at home all the time. I just like time to spend with you to talk. You know, that's all. It's mm-hmm. not like anything. I'm not trying that's to like cramp your style, but yeah. you know, just that's just what I like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like yeah. now that he understands that, like we. Do both, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> what? What? I know, so what you said, like, recluse? It sounded like you said recluse. You're like, I'm not trying to, did you say, I'm not trying to recluse? No, no be a recluse. Be a recluse. You can say it either way. Recluse I've or recluse. I've never heard that before. I think you can say it either way. I've never Somebody heard that, that Well, I'm sure the people recluse will tell Recluse or recluse. The only person that yeah, I've heard that word that from those is my okay, so. Well, you know. that's scary. <laughs> I would not bet on that being right there. If MLK pronounced it one way, you might want to Google Look it up. One, yeah. Look it up. Like if you said, like, Memo Joe, I'd be like, okay, yeah. Memo K? Okay? A recluse? I yeah, I don't know why. That just I just actually me. think I say recluse. I think you do too. Well, you yeah. also say orange. Orange. Or orange. 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 And ranch. Orange. How do you say ranch? Ranch. ranch? I'll say that ranch. normally. Okay. Yeah. Ranch. Very country. Ranch. <laughs> that makes fun how I say breakfast, too. Is breakfast, is that weird? No. You say pillow. I say Pel- pillow, I do say too. pillow. I've I had to work on pillow. my pillow. Yeah, you know, always like that before. Right. What? Catch. 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 You do, yeah. It's, like, very proper. Formal. Because you say everything catch. else very country, then you're like, let's play. Remember catch. when I was like, I said Jacob was a catcher, and you were like, a catcher? I was like, catcher. a what? Okay, no, this actually got me. So whenever you and Lainey were doing, like, Cousins, uh-huh. I saw some of the comments, and someone said, Sadie sounds like Boss Hogg's wife, and that's when you were doing your cousin oh, voice. Yes. I was like, oh, I've got to work on my oh, accent. That so funny. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. terrible. Yeah, well, I'm sure y'all are all laughing at us making fun of each other because we probably sound country I'll to every a, single yeah, person. I'll have the accents, yeah. So I want to go back to respect because when you Goodbye. said respect, I was like, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. there you go. I was like, I do want to highlight. I feel like a highlighter on that because I do think that's so important. Whenever you respect one another, you care and you truly care about yeah. the other person feelings and the other person's likes and wants and desires and dreams and all those things then it makes a huge difference I do think it's important I think it's great to fight it out I think it's Mm -hmm. important like you're living together you need to like negotiate how you're going to do this life together Mm -hmm. and you so I think that you know couples that are like oh we never fight that actually kind of scares me because I'm yeah. like, no, oh, there's somebody that's like actually not saying their piece in this yeah. <laughs> in this environment because there's no way you can just totally get along all the time, you totally. know. So I do think it's important to do that, but you you have to do it with respect. And totally. I think one thing I always think about too, it's like that you know the idea of like treating others as you want to be treated too. I think is so important because like we can if like I say something to dad, like I, sometimes I think about, oh, oh, if I turn that around, mm-hmm. if he said it like that to me, how would I feel, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And if you can do that and put yourself in that position and be like, okay, how would this sound if he actually said yeah. what I just said to him in the tone I just said it to him, if he said that to me, yep. mm-hmm. how would that make me feel? And how would that, how would that sound, yeah, you know? It's true. And I think sometimes we don't even think about that and, and yeah. how we treat one another. So That's so true. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about what Pastor... Oh, sorry. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you get three of us in a room. We're just going to bounce off each other. But um, I love what Pastor Tom said the other day when he was talking about, like, humbling ourselves mm-hmm. and not being prideful. And he said, um, pride is the one disease that makes everyone sick but the person who has it. And I was Ooh. like, Ooh. 
that is so true. That's a really good one. Especially Mm -hmm. in marriage. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever you're prideful and you're like, I didn't say it like that or Mm -hmm. whatever, like, you're, like, hurting that person so bad, you know? And it's, like, just Mm -hmm. takes – and normally when you're saying that, you do know that you said it like that. I'm like, when you're just trying to stick with it, like, no, no, I didn't. (laughs) You're being sensitive. It's like, no, you're being prideful. (laughs) Like, humble yourself, you know? Uh And, uh, man, I just thought that message was so good and so convicting. So good. That was really Mm – I love that. I wrote that down because it is Mm -hmm. so true. It's like whenever you are prideful, you probably is when you don't know it. That's when you really have the blind spot. You know, it's actually making everyone else sick. It's not making you sick because you don't even realize it about yourself. So, yeah, yeah, I think, you know. You got to listen to your people. That's right. And that's why your people got to be honest with you. That's why if you Mm -hmm. haven't had an argument with, you know, your spouse or your family members, like, you know, you're, you might not be able to learn. You mm-hmm. might not be growing in some blind spots or some weak areas. So that's why it's so important to, like, have the hard conversations, even they're hard. Dive in, even when you don't want to, because the next day, like, you're so much stronger. And, yeah. gosh, if Christian and I wouldn't have had arguments that we have, we would not be at the place we are now. Like, we're mm-hmm. so healthy now. We're in such a good marriage. We know each other so well. And that would not have happened had we not gone through some tiffs here and there. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say, Bill? I was going to say that I think if, which you touched on this, but if we all thought about one thing we've all learned, I think we've all learned that tone is important. Oh, that everything. is so tone, <laughs> tone is everything, y'all. The tone. The tone. Yes. We no. talked about that when y'all were kids a lot, too. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot we handle did. the tone. Like, <laughs> How many times does Sadie say like this to Christian? No hate to Christian, but how many times do you say, Watch the tone. Watch the tone. Always says, watch the tone. Yeah. I always say, watch the tone. Or I say, if you had a mirror, if you had a mirror, yeah. you could see. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably come from watch your childhood, too. Yeah. Because, like, tone, it really tone. does matter. So it makes you, you can say if, the very same thing, but you say it in a different way and yeah. in a different mm-hmm. tone. And I know. It, it hits different. So many than, times I tell Jacob, I'm like, if you would just calm it down and say that, in a nicer way, like mm-hmm. it would, I would accept it and be like, "That's totally yeah. fine. You can say that." Mm-hmm. But when you say it like that, it just mm-hmm. more it's than half our harder. arguments are about the tone. Seriously, yeah. and it's not just yeah. him; it's me too. It's yeah. the tone. Uh-huh. But whenever we were growing up, uh, what was like? What were some of the stuff that you had to get onto us for? I already know what you had to get onto me for. I'm just, I'm just exposing myself on this podcast <laughs> in here. Some of the things. Um, let me think. I, I remember. I, I'm like specifically okay. remembering the time that you spanked me whenever I was like Sassy. ten years old. Yeah, yes. I think you were like nine. That was like the last time I ever. I don't even. It was shocking to me even, but like you sassed back, and I think it just shocked me so. I was much. I was wearing my cheetah girl hat. You were feeling really sassy. You were feeling yourself that day. I was. We were outside. I remember that at that yeah. our old house and. You sat back, and I just went, wow. <laughs> I just popped me in the butt, and I turned around and said, did you just spank me? And you're like, yeah, for that. For yeah. That. All that sex. Yeah. You need to tone no, it down. I was down. on the phone with Dr. Eamon the other day, and I did not even mean to say this, but he was like, I know, like, you've said, like, you're because he was telling me I need to talk back to my brain, and he was like, I know that, like, you've said, like, your brothers talk back, and I went, and my sister. And I did not even mean to say that, but I'm like, oh my goodness. 
was talk back to you. Oh man, I remember That's like whenever funny. I would like talk bad to you, and then it, you you are a sitting duck in that moment. Like you know, I'm about to get it, and <laughs> I cannot really that. So it's like you want to like take a remote to life and be like rewind 15 <laughs> seconds. Like that did not just happen. It's coming out. That's hilarious. I have channeled that though. I've channeled you have no. What it was. Like, it made you. It made you part of who you are like yeah I've channeled that I feel like I don't remember that stuff because I do feel like there is parts of it that as a mom you do look at and you say like okay this is something that like needs to be like channeled and and worked but also as part of them that's going to make them great as they get older Mm -hmm. you know well that's a good point because I remember when I was little I was sassy and dramatic and Mm -hmm. but dramatic and like um, not like drama. I was not into drama. I no, hated drama, no, no, but no, like no. just dramatic in my storytelling, dramatic mm-hmm. when I fell. Like mm-hmm. I always had a bandage wrapped around my ankle yeah. for no reason other than I thought it was cool and <laughs> I had a limp to go with it. Like I just was dramatic in personality. And then, um, you know, people like in our family, like siblings will make fun of me for being dramatic and stuff. And then I got insecure about it. And then one day recently, I had an epiphany. Remember, it was in, uh, when we were on vacation, and everyone at the table was saying that I was so dramatic, and I was the most dramatic of the siblings. And I was like, yeah, you know, that used to really bother me, and that embarrassed me. But now I've realized, like, that is something God gave me. And with what mm-hmm. I do and doing podcasts and doing Instagram and doing YouTube and speaking and telling stories, like, that is, like, a gift. And That's you did okay. help channel that in my mm-hmm. life because – there was a negative side of that at one point, you know, where I did like always fake an injury and that's just <laughs> annoying. Or I did like sass back or um, sometimes embellish stories, 95% true, you know, and like y'all had to like definitely channel that, but it's come to like a good place. Yeah. And, uh, Christian and I talk about that all the time with Honey and she's only one years old, but we always talk about like, what are the things in her that might seem like a negative, but that we can just really help mm-hmm. her become a positive. Like, um, even just, she, she is like already so crazy and wild, but we're like, man, what a, what an awesome thing. Like yeah. she's so active. She's going to do so many great things and just speaking out like all those mm-hmm. good things that this is going to become, even yeah. though we know in the next 15 years, it yeah. will, will be some hard moments. So I think that's I think cool. that's so good. Yeah. Well, Bella has like a, she's got like a quiet stubbornness and whenever she was young, she's really like. I mean, she knew what she wanted to wear, what she wanted to, she had her own ideas about things, but it was very quiet and kind of subtle, but I knew it was there kind of like under the surface, but it makes her who she is. She doesn't, she's not going to, if if you, you can't pressure her into doing something she yeah. doesn't want to do. She won't do it. She's just, yep. she, she has an inner strength about her that, you know, as a child sometimes came out of stubbornness and she would drive me crazy because literally like she, this girl would not wear shoes like we would, I'd put her shoes on, we'd get where we going, her shoes would be off and then the thrown in the back and I'd have to go find them and put it back in again. Like, <laughs> she's had... forget the eyeliner face when everybody oh told gosh. her it didn't look good. <laughs> when she, like, seventh or eighth grade, she started wearing makeup and she did liquid eyeliner. Was, okay. And it was we'll say Sadie and all her friends were doing liquid eyeliner. I know, so but like... I was, you I was not it right. pulling it out of nowhere. I was yeah, seeing you were, it. You were seeing Sadie. it. But and I was trying to copy. Bella's was Our like, family's honest, though. Like, if your eyeliner's bad, we'll say, like, mm-hmm. hey, like, well, I was can, gonna you say, need some you help said, on your eyeliner. But Bella would not accept any help. <laughs> We're just like, all right. It was like, okay, so when you wear liquid eyeliner, like, this is... It has is, to be perfect. It has to be perfect. But it also has to touch the um, <laughs> lashes. Okay, that's... What, 
<laughs> That's where the liquid eyeliner goes. Right above the lash line, but not above it, like almost on the lash yes. line. Bella's liquid eyeliner was right like above the lash line, so it wasn't connected to the lashes. It was just a squiggly line. I could not figure it out. Close to mid eyelid. I will say, I and still then one side would go all the way. One side would go all the way, and the other side would yeah, like was, stop right the, there. You never, you never did the it. wing. Like the angle was just like a trail off. I still can't get it. You don't, don't need eyeliner. Know. You don't. Your eyes are so pretty. Yeah. You don't need it. Well, I was gonna say. You said you were dramatic, and I was going to say before Mom even said I was silently stubborn, my mm-hmm. silent dramaticness when I ran away. Oh, yeah, you know, you, yeah. Bella was Bella's dramatic. My, Bella's our only child that ran away. Bella ran away. Yeah, granted, I only made it to a total of 100 feet. Yeah. Um, Bella ran away from home one time, and it was very dramatic. Yes. Why, I don't even know why you ran away, but you were like, I'm leaving. You don't remember? No. When I threw the ping pong battle at the door because y'all were... Wrapping my Christmas presents and y'all wouldn't tell me why you locked me out of the room. That was connected. That was the same day. That was the same day, I think. That's it. So Bella gets mad. That's the only time I've ever been that mad, I think. To the front yard and says she's not coming back. And so I, at the time, was reading Twilight, um, which I'd only made it 10 pages in, and I had been reading it for a long time. And I was like, too. Not ready for Twilight. I know. And I was like, Bella, come back, and she wouldn't come back. So I went outside with her and took a chair, a I think took her chair. Chair and a lawn chair, twilight and the book. twilight and some lemonade and a sippy cup. That was really sweet. I wish I had an actual picture of that, but I have a mental picture, and it's so sweet. Hey, that's a sister and a friend. Right sat out there, there with her when she was running away from home. Yeah, until Bella was ready to come. My back plan in. was only really to make it to Uncle Bill and Aunt Carol's, but I really I couldn't get there. I thought I walked so far. I was in the driveway. <laughs> I was so far away. My driveway wasn't, like, mm-hmm. super long. But no. Bella really rarely got in trouble. I think she had... Yeah. Will was only 10 months older than her, and, like, he... Will took the cake. Yeah, he got in trouble yeah. so much. Bella saw that and was like, oh, I'm just gonna... Just kind of fly under the radar. Yeah. Me yeah. and John Luke were, like, troubled together. We were so annoying mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Actually, in my next message I have coming up, I'm talking about when John Luke used to go, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. And it's just like, so Will annoying. used to do the same thing. Yeah. Will used to do the same he thing. He would be like, just close. And he wouldn't even say, I'm not touching you. He would just, just do like Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Like, because then, then he wouldn't like say haunting. it, and you turn around in the car, and then he'd be like, and I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Okay, before we end the podcast, we got to talk about body image, because a lot of people sent in um, questions about body image, and you've walked with us on body image you've also walked through your own self of body image and i think to mama the goat has mm-hmm. some great advice that she yeah. told you one time about body image well i don't know this wasn't specifically body image but this was just something that i think really shifted my perspective and i was like middle school mm-hmm. and i'll just never forget it like i remember her saying it and i and it really impacted me and i think it helped me mm-hmm. a lot honestly um to not struggle as much i mean of course i think every woman girl struggles with their yeah. looks appearance everything but at some point but um I was like middle school I just started kind of like wearing makeup and getting very much into like how I looked and like doing the liquid eyeliner oh problem no, not liquid that wasn't but <laughs> definitely I had to have the like pink like shiny pink lipstick the powder compact you know oh, yeah. all the things in my purse like carrying it <laughs> to every class you know all that and <laughs> compact powder the compact powder okay. oh yeah you know one thing about the eyeliner that I think I should have said was that I wore the eyeliner um one day for school pictures and my friend 
not so much friend in class <laughs> was a boy and leaned over to me and said, what is wrong with your eyes? And I was, never and he this. said, why are you wearing this? Was, and he said something like, he told me that it looks stupid, basically. Wow. And I never wore eyeliner again. That's so That's hilarious. hilarious. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so well, you your stuff. Okay, so yes, it was definitely that phase. The hair had to be just right. Everything had to be perfect before I would go out. And so we were on like a road trip and we stopped at a gas station and I needed to go to the bathroom, but I wouldn't go in because I wasn't like ready. And I'm like sitting in the car. I was like, no, I can't go in. I don't have my lipstick on and my hair done or whatever. And my mom looked at me and she was like, if you think other people are thinking that much about you, then you are sadly mistaken. Like, no one's thinking about you. No one's looking at you. No one's noticing you. And it was just, like, this epiphany for me. It really was because thinking of, like, you know, it's so true. Like, everybody's worried about their own stuff. Nobody's really looking at you that closely. I mean, I got Invisalign yesterday. Are you noticing my... I only box. noticed it because you told me how to look for it. Yes, and my teeth are really sore today. But um, if you, my, hey, my mouth is so like all torn up. But way to go! Thank Getting you. Getting Invisalign. I know. Oh. I know. So, which I mean, you know, it's it's. I guess it's one of those things that's like you get older and your mouth starts moving, and I'm like, yeah. okay, should I get braces? I don't know if I can do the braces <laughs> thing at this age, even though I admire people who do. Hey, but I don't know if I can do the braces, so I'm going with the Visalign. We'll see how that works. But anyway, I just remember that and thinking like, yeah, you know, I am thinking way too much about myself. And so like sometimes whenever we talk about like body image and stuff like that, and yeah. it's like, it, this is like, we're, we talk about how it being like a, insecure thing and we're very but actually we're really like it's actually kind of a thing where you're thinking too much about yourself not that you're not thinking enough about you're actually thinking too Too much much about yourself you're spending too much time on all the little things about yourself that nobody else even notices or cares about or is worried about they're worried about their own whatever so you like or whatever and so I think that um that really did shift it and really it really had an impact on me and so you know I, I think like I said everyone struggled does it to some extent mm-hmm. I mean you're picking out your flaws to yeah. some extent but I do think every time I just have that memory in my head I'm like you know I'm really thinking too much about myself yeah nobody true. cares that's yeah. true uh-huh. um some you want to go ahead yeah. oh, someone um sent in a question today and they said how do I make myself think that I'm beautiful and mm-hmm. I think that you know for a long time I probably thought like that too like the way she formed that question like how do I make myself beautiful and how do I make myself mm-hmm. was like buying all the skin products or getting all the like the latest makeup or buying cute clothes or working out or whatever it was like to make myself think I'm beautiful but I think that you have to redefine your definition of beauty or ask Mm -hmm. yourself what is beautiful you know Mm -hmm. and I think when you have this idea in your mind that beautiful is a certain size or a certain weight on the scale or it's a certain makeup look that you're going for or whatever it is a certain hair style then you're never Mm -hmm. gonna be beautiful mm-hmm. confident in that yeah. beauty because that beauty is always changing because right. there's always gonna be someone who did yeah. it better the next day is a new trend but whenever you redefine beauty to what beauty actually is and for me like beauty is being made in the image of god yeah. that means 
what I have inside of me is so original and unique to the world that if I don't be me, no mm-hmm. one gets to see this beautiful side of God, you know, that right. he's put in me. Yeah. And so the more confident I become in the image that I'm created mm-hmm. in, that has really nothing to do with body image. Yeah. It has more to do with like the actual image and yeah. personality that I have. Mm-hmm. I think the more beautiful you become and yeah. confidence is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. joy is absolutely beautiful. When someone's peaceful and loving that is stunning like some of the most beautiful people just Mm -hmm. bleed through their personality you know and so really just redefining like what is beauty yeah it's not Mm -hmm. this image that you're not gonna obtain it's the image that's already in you that's right that's good yeah Yeah. my mom joe used to always say pretty is as pretty does yeah she said that her mom used to say that to her and she said that to my mom and my mom said it to me and i said it to y'all you know like what is beautiful is coming out from the inside. It's not yep. it's not what is is what you see on the mm-hmm. outside. Yep. One thing too, I remember when y'all were little and, and you act in bad behavior or whatever, I'd say, Well, don't act ugly you know, and I hadn't ever thought about necessarily what that meant or whatever, yeah. but now that I look at it, you know, we'd say like, Oh, you're acting ugly or she's yeah. you know, or whatever. It's like the idea that's like what ugly is not on the outside. It's how, you know, what attitude, your attitude, how you act or whatever. And what's pretty is the same. It's what's on the inside. What's beautiful is what's coming in from out from the inside. And and of course we live in this world and you know, we, of course I got gray hairs that I'm cover with hair color and you know, I want to look nice and I want to be presentable, but I don't want to spend all my time thinking about that. I don't want to spend, waste my life thinking about what I look like or thinking yeah. about something that is just going to fade away. Yeah. You know, I want to spend my life thinking about other people and yeah. serving yeah. And, and living the life that God yeah. calls for me, not worried about what I look like all the yeah. time. Yeah. That's good. And I think one practical thing too is like, I know me and Sadie have both gone through this in like the past years and I'm sure mom when she was younger, but like, I think as a woman, like we go through like seasons and like, whether it's our fault or not, of, like, different, maybe different sizes or different weight, and, like, we do fluctuate. Like, we're not always Mm going to be the same, but I think sometimes, like, when we are maybe, like, heavier than we usually are, we get so focused, like, I am this way or whatever, and, like, this is me, but, like, we don't realize, like, this is, like, fleeting. Like, Mm -hmm. we won't, like, this isn't forever, and I think sometimes I'm, like, oh, why am I like this? What am I going to do, you know? And it's, like, this is just, like, a season like I'm just because I've gained a couple pounds right now doesn't mean this is forever yeah doesn't mean it has anything to do with me and who I am like this is this is fleeting you know and I think that's something we can like practically think about like sometimes I'm even right now I'm like oh what am I you know and sometimes I'm just like no like chill like it's not forever like this is just a season you know I think that was like, Obviously, we have to watch ourselves from, like, yeah. it being unhealthy, but, like, also, we can just, like, notice that, like, sometimes it's just for a season, and, like, yeah. sometimes you just, I don't know, things yeah. change, mm-hmm. you know? I yeah. think, like, whenever I used to have a lot of acne, and I was, like, so stressing out, kind of, like, this seasonal thing, and I was just like, what can I do? I gotta fix it, I gotta fix it, and that's the only thing that I noticed when I looked in the mirror. I thought about it when I was talking to people. I would think that they're looking at it. Of course they're not. But I remember one time, Mom, you're like, stop buying products Mm -hmm. no more masks no more facials just stop and Mm -hmm. I was like no you don't understand because if I stop then it's gonna like it's gonna Mm -hmm. get worse and you're like no you're making it worse because of how much you're stressing and how much you're trying to fix it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I stopped I started using your stuff nature medic (laughs) and um 
it like it cleared up yeah fixed and yeah. I was like wow I think and we can do that with food too you know yeah. like the more you think about it the more it's consuming your mind and what you think about is like becomes you everything. you know stress affects your weight yeah. your acne your everything mm-hmm. you know and like yeah the more we stress we're actually making it worse for ourselves you know totally I think that like you said, you have gray hairs you cover up and you want to, you still have Invisalign and you're doing things to be beautiful. And like me too, like I love like clothes. Like mm-hmm. that's something that like I actually like to express myself in. I like to buy cute clothes. I like, I like to get up and do my makeup in the day. I know a lot of girls don't like it. I actually do. I think it's fun. I like to fix my hair. I like to, you know, see what's trendy and all that. That's not a bad thing, but if that's my priority mm-hmm. or that's what I, f- or that's an idol in my life that I find mm-hmm. any kind of contentment in, see, that's whenever I think it gets unhealthy. Right. But when I'm prioritizing who I actually am, mm-hmm. all the other things become fun. It's yeah. like, oh man, like now I get to try out this skincare line or now I get to like buy these clothes and I don't care if it's on trend or not because I think it's cute and like, when I feel beautiful on the inside, then like beauty shines on the outside. But there have been times where I might have looked beautiful on the outside, but I just didn't feel it at all on the inside because that was my priority. And that's what I talk about whenever I used to model and I was like walking the runway and I just did not feel beautiful at all because the Mm -hmm. inside of me was hurting or the inside of me wasn't in a good spot. And so, man, you can be walking in a runway and not feel like you're beautiful um, in New York, or you can be, man, chilling out with your friends and feel beautiful because it's who you are. I think that's a good thing to note. You know, you're not going to get to a place in life that you're going to say like, that would make me feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. You have to get to the place in life within yourself that just is like, I, I am who I am, and I'm content with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, good conversation, y'all. Snap, snap, yeah. snap. Good stuff. Well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation. These are conversations we have all the time, really. We we talk a lot. We truly are best friends. My mom and Bella are two of my best friends in life, and I think that, that is a gift and a great thing. The other two people I see pretty much every single day, and it's fun to get to talk and let y'all listen in. I hope y'all learn some stuff, um, and just know, like, even that first year of marriage stuff, maybe you're not married yet. Maybe you're in college, but hey, you got some roommates, and the, all that advice applies so much to just relationships in general. When you respect people, when you honor people, when you make things fun, like, life Life is just more fun. People feel more love. And so take it this advice, run with it, and just know you got some sisters and friends cheering you on. <laughs>